Ellis Show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix and living like it matters. What matters to me? Well, I'll tell you what. What matters to me is uh, if we had, if it was a big game and it was at the end of the season, it would be the first thing that I talk about. But because it's not the end of the season, but it's, it's equally important to another team, I'm going to acknowledge the fact that it matters to me. And what matters to me is that the Ohio State Buckeyes not got beat, got annihilated. I mean, it was just, it was terrible. It was embarrassing. We lost. They stormed the field afterwards. So I let let the other people have their chance to glow, be in the spotlight. It's one of those things where if we would have won the game, and by the way, I'm talking about the Ohio State Buckeyes losing to the Purdue Boilermakers. And if we'd have won the game, it just would have been another win for us. But that's how you know your program is somewhat in a status that you've made it and people expect more from you, is that when it's just a regular season game, not of any major impact, perhaps maybe not determining who's going to go to the Rose Bowl or who's going to be in the playoffs at this time of the year, it may eliminate some people, but it's not like this is a deciding game. And they storm the field. Now, I just want to give them their respect. I, I took a visit to Purdue University. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Purdue University. But they beat the Buckeyes. Killed them. 49-20. Twice as many points. So, it's not that it was a would have been a big thing for us, but it, it's a big thing for them. And I, I want to help them celebrate Got some good friends out there of mine who, who attended Purdue University. As I said, I considered it. I, I did take a visit to the university back in, in my day and uh, decided not to go there. But um, certainly, I, I just want to pump the brakes, if you will, from an Ohio State fan perspective. But those of you out there that listen to the show that follow me on any of the social medias, I'm not as active on the other, the Twitter as as I should be, uh, certainly uh, Snapchat, Twitter, you know, I, I need to step it up a bit. Facebook is, if I do something that's normally what I do, it's the easiest for us old folks. You guys know how that is. So certainly, let me say this to you guys. Pump the brakes. We lost. It was one game. Now, I'm not saying, I read something out there where somebody said perhaps maybe, um, you know, he's been sabotaged. He being Urban Meyer. Listen, here's the thing about it. I will always feel this way. I don't care where it is, because I'm going to address some other issues too. What team it is. The bottom line is there are times where you can look at a play and you can look at what's going on and you can say, that's the player's fault. And so for me, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it's like, you know, the coach has explained, Herman said it a long time ago, you play to win the game. You call plays that are supposed to be executed offensively, that everybody's supposed to do their job, you score. That's the bottom line. You score. You score, you win. Defense. Everybody does their job. They're in position. You got you to gotta make tackles. I'm not going to make it. Tack, if one thing that I know about football, 
Tackling a man on the football field has everything to do with your heart and not necessarily your ability. How, you, how aggressive are you going at that man? Are you going at that man where you, you, you're attacking him with, some, with, with fear in your body that you're going to exert onto him? You're going to make him fear you that the next time he sees you anywhere in the vicinity, he does not want to have to come in contact with you. You carry fear around and then you put it in the hearts of the other player. If you don't go at them like you're angry, you, football is a game that you play with emotion. You play football like you're angry. Somebody, I used, to, I used to say this when I was a kid, back in the day when I used to play football. And I, I'm serious about this. I, I, used to, I used to feel this way sometimes. You know, football is a game where you, if you need somebody to motivate you, you've got a problem. You've got to be self-motivated. And whatever motivates you, you've got to find out what that is. When I was very young, you know, it's the thing when we grew up in the hood, you don't you can talk about anything and everybody, but not my mama. I'm not even gonna say my mother, my mama. You talk about my mama, it's on. So sure enough, what would I do? I look at a guy on the other side of the field and I just think, man, he he's been talking about my mama. He don't even know my mama. <laughs> but he's been talking about my mama. I'm gonna take him out. Because one time I remember when I was a kid. I almost got in, I got in trouble, but I didn't get a whooping. Okay, for those of you out there, you know, to listen to the show, if, if you don't know what a whooping is, then, you know, okay, we need to take your card back, or you don't, you never had a card. Beating. That was no timeout in the hood. If you got timeout, you not necessarily from the hood. So anyway, one time a woman went and told my mother that I was cussing using foul language towards another kid in another kid's direction. And I told my mother I was, but I was because he had said something about my mama. So I cussed him out. Nah, that ain't, no. Handle your business a little different. My mama allowed me, you know, gave me permission you use the N-word or you say something about my mama, I had a license to whoop your butt. And I wasn't but I was whooping back in the day. I was, you know, taking names and all that stuff. So she said, no. You know, you want to do, you that mad about this, something else you can do, but you don't need to be out there cussing. And so on the football field, I feel, my mama gave me a license. Later on, LL Cool J made a song about it. Mama said, knock you out. That's what he, Mama said, knock you out. So that is the way you need to play football. Ohio State Buckeyes, there's one thing about at Ohio State that another reason why I went to the Ohio State University, God rest his soul, there was a man in heaven today who was on the football field years ago who played football as if somebody was trying to hurt him or had hurt him. And he was mad and he was going to retaliate. Jack Tatum. ESPN used to promote their shows. Tom Jackson used to promote a segment of ESPN Sports Talk. It used to be, I call him the big boy show. The big boy show, Tom Jackson used to jacked up. I automatically assumed that that meant he's talking about Jack Tatum. 
So because somebody got hit real hard. And Tom Jackson said they got jacked up. I just assumed it was Jack Tatum. It was an example of how Jack Tatum would hit somebody. Jack Tatum was, you know, a linebacker, a safety, you know. I think Jack played linebacker at some point in time in his career. Not in the NFL, maybe high school or maybe college, but I'd certainly he played safety for the Raiders. You had Dick Buckus. You had all these other great linebackers out here. But Jack Tatum set the standard for what, it, what, what physicality was. But Jack let you know. Jack showed you how you should jack somebody up. So when we look at football now, the, the fact of the matter is you can still tackle somebody very hard legally. Jack, a lot of times we, we had our helmets that we would use that would help support the impact. Now you can use your shoulder, you can use your forearms, you can run through guys. But let me just say you can you had attack when somebody goes and, and also the entire defense. Everybody needs to run to the ball. I was taught that in college. And I'll give that credit to Dennis Fazell and Pete Carroll when I was at Ohio State. Everybody had to run to the ball. If, if for any reason when they were about to, before the camera would cut off and go to the next play, everybody's supposed to be in that picture around that ball, all 11 people on defense. There's no reason I should be watching Ohio State you know, missing tackle. One man misses a tackle and another man's not there. And if he misses it, another man should be there. And if he misses it, another man should be there. If a person is going to score, basically what they should be, they should, they should only be able to score because they broke about six or seven tackles. Not that they broke two or three. That's not enough people running to the ball for me. Because you get graded on every play. And as you're graded on a play, if you don't run to the ball, then you, you, you certainly don't get 100% for that particular play. And, it's, and that ties into your performance, and then you, either you get a winning performance or you don't. And so I've got a problem with the entire Ohio State defense, particularly the players, not the coaches. I don't care what defense you call. You got to make a play. Everybody got to run to the ball. Safeties, corners, linebackers, defensive linemen, we all play together. It's not one person's responsibility to make the tackle. It's all 11 people. That's how you win games. That's how you make big plays. If, if you guys ever listen to me on this show, if I talk about anything as it pertains to football, I don't care if it was 50 years ago, if it was 100 years ago when the NFL first started. If you want to win, you got to tackle. You can't miss tackles because if you miss tackles, that means the person still has the ball. They can continue to run and they score. That's how you win. That's how they got 49 points. Who the hell gives a 49 point? You know, this is they scored twice as many points. I can tell you this. When I came out of high school and I would look at the roster as a freshman at Ohio State and I, I, I could almost call home and tell my mom then what game I thought I was going to play in because I knew we were beating people like this. I'm accustomed to Ohio State being the one with 49 points and the other team having 20, twice as many points as they have. Because then I got excited because you knew those were the games that you would get to play in because, yeah, about halftime, they're putting the backups in. This is not acceptable. Not acceptable. 
but I'm not ready to get rid of the coaching staff because of a 49-20 loss against Purdue. Because one thing we know is that if it's Ohio State and you're playing against Ohio State, you're bringing your best. So there's no re- every week you got to be ready, fellas. I don't care how young you are. You came to the tradition of this program. You know that whoever you play every week, they're going to give you your best. You know we got that one game at the end of the year that we always counting on getting their best. But throughout the year, every week, people have waited all season, all year to play you. You cannot expect to play a half-ass game and win when the other team is giving you their best. I don't care if you got five-star players and they got two or three-star players. The two or three-star players are finally going to play the best that they've ever played when they play you. And you got to be ready for that. Now, I will say this. I would say in terms of preparation and to get that ingrained in their minds, understand that you're playing somebody this week and they're going to give you your best. That is the responsibility of the coaches to remind the players of that. And to demand the effort of preparation that would get you prepared for somebody who's about to play their best. That I will say. I will say that if guys are not running to the ball, I will say that's part of the coach's job to get them all running to the ball. To remind them you got to run to the ball. Guys, you're not running to the ball. You can't lay on the ground. Get up off the ground. We're going to take that break now. We're going to come back. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Have you got something to say about your favorite team? Or want to make a comment on recent news? Like us on Facebook and make your voice heard. The discussion is always continuing. Search for Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. (laughs) 
Okay, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. What matters to me? The Purdue Boilermakers beat the Ohio State Buckeyes 49 to 20. Whoop that. Yep, sure did. Just whooped it. And we got it. We, we got accepted. It's okay if they party. It was a party. It was a surprise party, fellas. They stormed the field. The fans stormed the field. It's still, you know, what, four, at least four games, five games to go in the season. Stormed the field. Beat the Ohio State Buckeyes. Been a long time. I don't know if they've ever beat us that bad. I'm sure they beat us before. I wouldn't know about that, but I'm sure they did. I guess I would know about that if I did my homework right and, and Googled it and things of that nature. But certainly, um, you know, this show is probably going to be more about, I, I'm, I may just concentrate on the Buckeyes because we we in the news. It ain't all good news either. Shout out to my man Malcolm Jenkins. I gave Malcolm a call. I shot him a text. He, he hadn't gotten back to me. That's all right. That's okay. You know, he probably saying, well, you ain't hit me up before, man. Why you want to hit me up now? I, I want to hit you up now, Malcolm, for the simple reason is that I can appreciate what your intent was in terms of um, you trying to do everything you can to support the individuals out there in the communities, in our community in particular, where there's injustices being served like oatmeal every day to us. And you're, you're about change. I also understand that uh, every this doesn't belong. You know, this is something that everybody who is concerned about the communities and the lives that are being lost and the injustice that are done has has or should have the right to participate to try to make things better in their own way, as long as it's not against the law. Uh, I think you joined a protest, I believe of which was started by Colin Kaepernick. And I think you lent your support. There's some people who try to go on and say that you kind of hijacked it. Some people said, called him a sellout. You know, I think Malcolm was trying to help. But again, I think that if there's something, if there's a mission that somebody's on and I'm in support of their mission, I'm trying to help them, uh, then I'm, you know, going to try to follow their lead. Uh, from the outside, I'm just on the outside looking in. I don't know. As I said, I called Malcolm. I wanted to invite him to this platform, to another platform I have as well, to speak and say whatever he wanted to say. I guess Eric Reed decided that, you know, there was something he wanted to say to Malcolm or do to Malcolm before the game or whatever and, uh, you know, stepped to him. They had an exchange of words. Uh, you know, people are taking sides. I'm for the movement. I'm for those out there that are advocating for the embetterment of social change, that things would be better in our communities, that our lives would be valued, that opportunities would be equal. Those are the kind of things that I, I would hope that these two brothers can come together and unite on the mission and continue to fight for injustice, fight against injustice. What happened to them? I, you know, I even, I don't even really think I want to spend a whole lot of time because it ain't about them. It's about the movement and, and Cap. God bless you, man. Don't give up. Keep going. You're doing it your way. It's, it's got attention. Now let's get results. 
And if you want to continue to lead, we'll continue to follow. I don't want to hijack, you know, what, what if I'm saying I'm supporting what Cap is doing or was doing or wants to do, then I'm going to listen to Cap and find out what is he doing, what he wants to do and how he wants us to do this. If I got my own thing going on, then I'm going to go do my own thing and do it my way. But certainly, these young men have a platform. They have a heart. They believe in it. So I'm supporting them. And any and all of them are always welcome here. Everyone to spend some time to talk about it and share it with your audience. So let me just say that. I'm not for or against Eric or Malcolm. I am for Cap and the mission that he's on. Let me just say that. Okay, now, now let me go a little bit further because there's another Buckeye in the news. I told you this, this whole show might be about the Buckeyes. Apple, Eli Apple, started, starting corner for the Giants. He, the 24 club, he in the 24 club. Shout out to my man down there in Dallas. Used to wear that 24, Everson Walls. Got a man in the 24 club, Everson. They, they, they sending him packing to New Orleans. Week seven, starting. First round draft pick. Fourth round, and I think a seventh round later, but a fourth round this coming year. Maybe a seventh round a year after. It ain't easy playing corner in the National Football League. It ain't easy playing in the National Football League, period. Certainly if you play on the corner, it is not easy. But I, I don't understand how you get rid of a starter in the middle of the season. Ship him out for a fourth. You spend a first round to get him. You send him off for a fourth round. Is that all the best? You get a fourth and a seventh. That's two picks. So you're going to get two players for one player. But he took up your first round pick. How, in the middle of a season, you get rid of him. You don't bench him, you get him off your team. Now, at the same time, you're going to do that. But then I got to look at Eli Manning. Now, Eli made me think about this. As I watched Eli try to score two, on two quarterback sneaks, it was less than a minute left in the game. The ball's down on the goal line. You, you need to try an onside kick and get the ball back so you can win because you guys already made a other, another stupid play earlier in the game where the coach went for two instead of kicking the field goal. I'm sorry, instead of kicking the extra point, you know, to try to tie the game up if you guys had to come back. Coach has already made a bonehead play. Now you come and run quarterback sneaks twice and you don't get it. You don't, you don't make them. I, I don't understand what now there comes a time where, you know, I talked a little bit earlier about players making plays. Okay, quarterback sneak. If you call those plays, you don't look to the sideline, you take it into your own hands to make that play. You better get that yard less than a yard. You better get that. If you don't get that, that's on you. You called your number. You felt like you could make the play. You get the ball into the end zone, and then you don't get the ball into the end zone. And then when you got the ball down there, you know, you didn't have well, the wherewithal at some point in time. Okay, I got to just, you know, I got to spike it. I got to stop the clock. The clock is running out. Now, one thing that 
Eli made me think about, and certainly their bonehead coach made me think about it too, is that perhaps maybe there needs to be an assistant. You know, with all this modern-day technology, and you know we got analytics for everything. Okay, perhaps maybe you need an assistant coach that is the guy that reminds the coach that this or the team that this might be a time that we should call the timeout. I'm, I'm telling you right now, there's going to be an assistant sooner or later that that's going to be his sole or her sole responsibility. And I do not mean to diminish this in any way as it relates to women participating in sports. But when you think about the different th- aspects of the game of how can it be more inclusive, maybe you can get a clock manager that perhaps maybe that position could be filled by a young lady. Just looking for opportunities. Create opportunities. If they don't exist, create them. Those women out there may be listening to the show. It's not being chauvinistic. It's like, oh, oh, that makes sense. That's something we could do. Since they can't think for themselves, maybe we could think for them and let them know this might be the time, coach, you might want to get a timeout. They, they got people up in the booth that tell them when they should throw the red flag, when they should challenge them, when they shouldn't. Why should you have somebody down on the sidelines that's just going to help to remind you of, Coach, this might be the time when we might need to call a timeout. Because obviously you ain't thinking about it. You ain't, you ain't running out on the field. Eli, he, he, his mind is someplace else. He ain't thinking about it either. Might be time for an assistant, time management assistant. Just might need, might need somebody to do that. Just in case you haven't thought about it, just might need somebody to do that. Eli made me think about that as I watched but, I, but it's been happening throughout the year. You've been watching coaches make some mistakes where, you know, time management. I, my good friend here, Herman, Herman Edwards, Arizona State University. Clock ran out on them. Now, at that particular time, they, they just kind of ran out of time. You know, it, it was, I don't think it was bad clock management. I think they ran out of time. It, it wasn't that they managed the clock wrong. Manny, the quarterback, did the best. He, it's just they ran out of time. I'm talking about the Giants did not run out of time. They let the time run out. They totally mismanaged that whole scenario. And then also the coach made the bonehead decision about, mm, really? I'm going to go for two now? Don't know about that. But that was, again, that was a all oh, that was because an Ohio State Buckeye was on that team. So I'm staying consistent there. But I think I got, there's a couple other things I, I got to talk about too. It's really, I'm, the Raiders are really, John Gruden, really, man? I'm, what is this all about? The future is now. Nobody guarantees. See, this is, what happen, this is what happens to coaches and teams when you guarantee coaches money for years down the road. He starts thinking about years down the road and everybody else thinking about what's going on now. It's just, this, is, this is crazy. He's trying to build a team for years down the road, and we want to win now. Raider fans want to win now. Think about me that time for me to take another break. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like a man. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a 9-horse field, but really there are 7 donkeys and 2 zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy plus you get to take advantage of some great member benefits get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels keep track of your favorite episodes shows and hosts in your own customizable library Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music and know the show. You listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me is the Ohio State Buckeyes got their butt beat by the Purdue Boilermakers. That's right. Got their butt beat. Bad. Real bad. 49-20. I'm, I'm, I haven't said that. I've been doing this show since, I think, 2007. I started doing shows. This is 2018. It's been 11 years. I haven't said that in 11 years. 49 to 20. Yes. I'm going to slow it down. 49 20. Ohio State Buckeyes got beat. Bad. Right? Everybody's saying, oh, man, you know, coach got to go. Conspiracy against the coach. They're trying to sabotage him and, you know, all that. No. They, I, I will say this. I will say that the Buckeyes, as far as I was concerned, the games of which Urban was not there, they did look better than they have since Urban has come back. I will say that. That's the truth. It could be who they were playing against. But even the TCU game, I mean, there were, I have to say that they looked better before Coach got back. Now, Coach has just got to go out there. He can't run the ball. He, here's another thing. Ohio State University, that man up there in heaven right now, I'm going to speak to him. Coach, please remind them, three yards in the cloud of dust. Come on, man. I don't care. It's, it's like 
I remember me having a conversation with my wife about, you know, sneakers and suits. I'm sorry, man. I might throw them on every now and then, but I'm not a sneaker and suit kind of dude. You know, when you dress up, you dress up, man. I just think just because it's fashion, fashion, everybody's fashion ain't for everybody. You know, and so sneakers and suits don't always have to come into play. And just because it's a passing game for everybody, and I mean, when I say everybody, I mean everybody, college, pros, young kids. I mean, but listen, let me tell you this. The team that commits themselves to the running game is going to win. I can tell you right now, the Los Angeles Rams, they got a running back back there. That boy can do it all. He can do everything. Reminds me, and I'm surprised. I may, maybe I have heard it. Maybe somebody else has said it, but I want to say it. The man reminds me of another Rams player years ago. Big fella. Just like, you know, he was a little taller. My big fella was a little taller. Eric Dickerson. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Anybody think about that? Like Eric Dickerson all over for the Rams? 29, 30? One were 29, one were 30? I mean, Eric was like a freak. He hadn't seen anything like that and run straight up and down and can go. Could go. Maybe seeing the, the return, the comeback of Eric Dickerson may be happening with the Rams right now. But uh, let, let me, uh, since I was started to talk about them Buckeyes, and I think I'm about finished talking about the Buckeyes, with the exception of a Buckeye, may have gotten him some help from a man who may be losing his mind or maybe a man who has, and again, this man could have a plan of process that we don't know anything about it. I'm talking about John Gruden. John could have a plan and a process that he's working. It may be, it may be something that he had, it was his plan when he came to the Raiders. Didn't share it with anybody, just going about it. But certainly, let me say this. Eli Applegate was non-productive for the Giants. I can see how you set him down. I don't see you trading the first-round pick. He could be your nickel man. He could be a safety. You could do something with him. The kid is a great, he's a great athlete. He's not a good athlete. He's a great athlete. See if he has the heart to do something else, but just to get rid of him, send him to the Saints. Now, John Gruden, I'm going to say, one of your best players, if not the best player on your team, you decided to send him packing. Now, is it because, again, you're trying to pile your draft? And remember this, guys. There is a salary cap in the National Football League. If John Gruden gets all these first-round picks, and I think that next year they may have about four draft first-round draft picks. That means a few years after that, all of them would have been to the point where they now have played out their rookie contract, which means it would be time for them to renegotiate and if he's looking for having them long term it may not be enough money in the kitty for them when you pile up these first round draft picks remember they're going to be performing if they do well then you're going to have to pay them may not be enough money and remember that's not the, the team with the most you know their pockets ain't the deepest although the cap caps it they may not even have enough money to support the cap but it's a requirement that you have you have to have enough money to support the cap. So they'll find a way to get the money to play to pay the players the minimum. But beyond the minimum, if they want to try to pay the players, there's a cap in how much you can 
pay them, are they going to have enough money in the kitty to get to the maximum of the cap if they need to based upon what they're stockpiling here in terms of these draft choices? But what John Gruden is telling you right now is, guys, it's not about now. It's not about what can you do for me now. John ain't playing for now. John playing for the future. And guess what? You guaranteed his money that he could make you watch him go through the process because he got guaranteed $100 million, I think. And he's just going to take his time. He's going to milk it. He's going to milk it. This is the last year the Raiders are going to be there. And we thought we was going to get the best. When I say we, Jack Tatum is the reason why Ray Ellis is on this mic. If it wasn't for Jack Tatum, I wouldn't have been inspired to do what I did. So that I, I was a Raiders fan. Oh, well, man, my goodness. You want to play safety? You gotta be, if you want to play in the secondary for The Ohio State University in my day, you want to be like Jack or try to be like Jack. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Raiders fan. I'm a Raiders fan, I'm an Eagles fan, I'm a Browns fan. Those are my three teams. You can have more than one team? Come on. Cardinals, no. Adrian Peterson trying to get out. Adrian Peterson got out of here. Now our, our starting corner, Peterson, he's trying to get out of here now. People trying to leave Arizona on the team, on the football team. But let me get back. Let me get back, John Gruden. I can't let you off the hook. Amari Cooper, you're going to send him to the Cowboys. Now, it's, it's, see, that's how I get back to, to the Buckeyes. Because Zeke, Zeke needs some help. Zeke needs some help. And Dak, Dak can still throw the ball. Dak needs somebody to throw the ball too. Amari Cooper, yes, sir. He can catch. He can run. He ain't scared. Don't be scared. He ain't scared. This Cowboys team, now that they've got somebody, They've got a number one. They might be able to make some noise. They may be able to make some noise. But but but, how do you give up an Amari Cooper? Cowboys. You get, now, here's another thing. Going back to the Buckeyes. Here's a productive player who's got potential, who got talent, who know you got talent, know he got potential. First rounder. Had to give up a first round to get him. Cowboys had to give up a first round to get him. Eli, come on, app. Man, you got to pick it up, man. You can't be a first round pick, get traded for a fourth round pick. No, you can't do that. that, that that's just uh, the fact that the Giants would even want to give you up like that. That shouldn't be like that. But, but, that, but that, that, that's okay. That's okay. You just go. Go to the Saints and do your thing. Make them regret it. Keep playing ball. Go down and do your thing. Certainly, I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just confused about the fact that John Gruden has not been called on the carpet. I think he has been called on the carpet. I'll take that back. I think a, quite a few people have questioned his decisions he's making this year. But certainly the plan, if he shared the plan... With the owners, the owners didn't share the plan with the fans. Fans didn't want to hear that because they thought they were going to give them their best their last year there. But this is becoming a joke. I mean, the Raiders aren't even anything you want to hurry up and go home and watch the game because they're not the Raiders anymore and they're not even trying to be the Raiders. They used to be the villain. You know, they were the team that, oh, yeah, if you could play football, you wanted to be like the Raiders. 
John Gruden, man, what are you doing? Another issue with the Raiders. And I'm going to start on this on this side, and I'm going to end on the other side. Quarterback Derek Carr. Supposedly there's some question about the man's heart. If the fellows want to go to war with him, is he tough enough? Let me just say this. Grown man can cry. Let me also say this. I ain't never been tortured. But it's my understanding is that torture is about inflicting pain on someone. And as a result of inflicting pain on someone, you might get some information out of them. I guess that's what the torture was all about. That's what torture is about even to this day. In football, we always want to inflict pain on an individual because it might change his desire to play. Pain was inflicted on Derek Carr to the point where some of his teammates felt that they saw tears and they felt as if, well, if he's crying, he, he probably ain't going to play. I'm going to throw this out there. I remember a, a, a player that I saw, I played against, and we, we were hitting him. I remember back in the day, I might have thought that he was in tears. I had a dislocated shoulder. He had a dislocated shoulder. I could have thought we had him to the point where he was in tears, but he didn't give up. Damn it, he ran, he ran for almost 200 yards on us. House State Buckeyes came to me and talked to me about if there was a player that I saw that I thought they might want to get who could play for the Buckeyes. I said, hell yeah, there's a guy named Doug Donnelly out of Cambridge. We played against him. He had a dislocated shoulder. I had one. He had one. But we was hitting him hard as hell. We thought he was in, he was t he was in tears. We knew he was in pain. Ran for 200 yards on us almost. Got a full ride. To Ohio State, second-round draft pick for the Dallas Cowboys. My man, Doug Donnelly. We're going to take a break, come back, listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And what matters to me is the Ohio State Buckeyes got their butts beat 
by the Purdue Boilermakers, and I am going to continue to give the Boilermakers their credit. They deserve it. It was a surprise party. Ohio State Buckeyes didn't know anything about the fact that they were throwing a party. And, uh, man, <laughs> they, uh, they did it. They did it. They got it done. Practiced all year for it and got it done. So want to congratulate those young men. It, it may be for some of those guys that are seniors, it'd be the first time in four years they beat the Buckeyes, um, which means probably only time in their life they would have beaten the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, there's some young people who are in there. Maybe the first time they played the Buckeyes and they beat them. So every time they played the Buckeyes, they've been undefeated. They don't know anything about losing against Ohio State. They're like, Ohio State, who's that? Uh, in fact, that was a question I asked. I asked on social media, who was the Purdue Boilermakers playing against Saturday night? Who was that? What was that team? Who was that team? Some people reminded me that it was the Ohio State Buckeyes out of Columbus, Ohio. That was our football team. Um, didn't look like it, but surely it was. But, uh, you know, throughout the show, I've just been going up and down because the Buckeyes have been in the news and, 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 um, I kind of the last one I talked about, of course, was uh, Zeke is going to get some help down there in Dallas because uh, Coach Gruden has his uh, agenda, his uh, his process in place. His process is to uh, continue to do what he can to accumulate draft picks for future seasons uh, that would make the Oakland Raiders, uh, who at that time will be the Vegas Raiders, uh, competitive in the future. Uh, but for now, I think he's pretty much, you know, he's called it in. Season's over, uh, as far as he's concerned this year. Not trying to win. So, uh, but let's go on because there's something else that's going on there. Uh, there's a quarterback there by the name of Carr, Derek Carr, and it seems that the young man had a problem with his shoulder. Was injured, um, went to the sidelines, uh, was in some pain on the field, got to the sideline, they were checking him out, and you know, maybe let out a yell or a scream or, so, you know, another sign of pain. And, and, and then some people say they may have witnessed some tears or whatever. Let me just say this to you. If you have ever been injured on the football field, an injury and your toughness in terms of your heart, your heart cannot be measured. Your heart can be measured by the effort that you put into your play. Your heart is not measured by your pain tolerance. That is not how you measure a man's heart. Some people can take pain. Other people can. To be quite honest, men, we really don't know a damn thing about pain, physical pain. If we want to have a conversation about pain, we probably need to bring some women into this conversation because we haven't had any babies. I don't know any of my boys out there had any babies. Women pushing babies out. That's pain. Imagine that. That's painful. I mean, you're talking about pain. Now, let's talk about injuries. Injuries when you in I always tell people this. I right now am injured. I've been injured from the game of football. I have a neck injury that said that I cannot play. My body was not healthy enough to play football again. The doctor told me she would not recommend me to ever play football again. Okay? That's an injury. Hurt? If somebody's hurt, if you step on my foot with some cleats on, that hurts. I might even, yeah, I might holler, I'm damn sure going to push you off. Man, get off my foot, man. That hurts. Okay? 
Somebody can do strike you in such a way, touch you in such a way that it might hurt. You know, you get stuck by a pen, that hurt, you jump. That hurts. That don't mean if I got stuck with a needle that I'm, and I, that hurt, but that don't mean I can't go play football again. Stuck me with the pen, oh, that hurt, real, oh, that hurt. Okay, all right, so it's a, that's time to get in. Play, okay, play. Derek Carr, he, he might have been hurt. If he was injured, then he can't go out and perform again. If something hurt, maybe he might have dropped a couple tears or whatever. That doesn't measure a man's heart and his commitment to win a game. After all, let's think about tears. When we kids, when we grow up, one thing I remember in the hood, they used to say it was certain dudes, man, don't let him start crying. If he start crying, that's it. He crazy. <laughs> you know, let's not forget that. It's okay if somebody sheds a tear. A tear does not measure a man's heart. God rest his soul in heaven, man. I couldn't beat her this past weekend, but my man, Wes Hopkins, going away ceremony. I wasn't there. I've cried. I've shed some tears about Hop. I love my man, but that, but that that's, doesn't mean that I'm weak. So what if, if Derek Carr was crying? He might have been in some pain. Pain can make you cry. That don't mean you're going to stop. Sometimes you suck it up and you go again. This man wants to win. You know, I hope he wants to win. It ain't about him. I would check my coach before I check my quarterback right now. If I'm, if I'm with the Raiders, I'm more concerned about my coach than I am. Because the coach, he trying to, coach is trying to sacrifice my season this year. My quarterback's out there playing right now, trying to win right now. My coach is thinking about years down the road where he got guaranteed money, and we don't have guaranteed contracts. Ain't no guarantee because you got some signing bonus money, but your, your money ain't guaranteed. You ain't signed a guarantee for the next year and the year after and the year after and the year after. You didn't do that. They don't do that in the National Football League. So if, 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 if a man was shedding tears, it's okay. That doesn't mean he, you know, he ain't no punk just because he cried. That means he's just feeling some pain. The body is made up. Laughter. Sometimes you can cry from something that's so funny. But, but, but listen, pain has been known to result in some tears. That just lets you know the level of pain is such that, okay, it drew tears. Don't, if I had Tiffany on it, Tiffany would say, Tiffany would say, hey, you know, you start laughing, you might pee a little too. So, you know, maybe he might have peed on himself, too. I don't know. But it's, it's okay about the tears, man. Don't go too deep on the tears. That's pain. Some people got a different tolerance, you know, they love, their, their tolerance level is such that, okay, I shed a tear. I, I'm in pain, man. But I'm ready to go. Y'all ready to go? Let's go. Let's line up. Check John Gruden. That's how you check on the tears, man. Check John Gruden. Okay, so uh, let's talk about some games this week. Uh, we just got a couple minutes left. You know the big one out there for me. Oh, you don't know? You better ask somebody. Cleveland Browns playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm just going to shout this out, man. I'm happy. I, 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 got, I, I made some history in my life. It's time to play the Steelers. It's time to beat the Steelers. People think we can't beat the Steelers. Yes, we can. We're going to beat the Steelers. Fish, if you listen, you man, listen, I don't even have to call it in. You know we got a standing bet. This the last game means something. First one, it was a tie. So 
I got the Browns. You got the Steelers. We're going to see what's happening. Of course, there, there's some other good games out there, too. Now, um, I, I would say that the Saints and the Vikings is going to be a good game. That's going to be a good, good game. What do y'all think? Possible? Yes. Okay, who, 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 what's another game you're interested in? I, I'm, I'm thinking that, and I don't know why, but, you know, I'm, I, I like to see the Dolphins. I used to love, the Dolphins is the last team that's gone undefeated. I like when the Dolphins win games. Dolphins in the Texas, that might, that might be a decent game. Seahawks and the Lions, that, that, that should be a pretty good game. Always a good game, the Jets and the Bears. Now it looks like we got the Giants and the Redskins. Who y'all got on that one? And, and, and I've already said this. I, man, I'm not so sure if you're going to get rid of Eli, one Eli, why, why, why don't you just do, make it a package deal? Why don't you get, get rid of both of your Elis? Get you another quarterback in there. Just for the you know, sake of the fact that I want to stay consistent with my beliefs the Giants, listen, you, you, you should have, I didn't want you to take Saquon anyway. I, I wanted him to go to the Browns. But we got Baker. Baker's on the sideline. <laughs> you know, he couldn't believe they made that kick. But I'm, I'm going to, Giants may need to bounce back, make something happen. Redskins, you know, they beat the Cowboys. Redskins going to win this game. I'm going with the Redskins on that one. Uh, Saints and the Vikings. Ooh, man. You can't count Drew Brees out. Drew's still trying to get his, you know, his props, man. All-time passing leader in the National Football League and conversation of today's best quarterbacks, we're still talking about Tom and Aaron. I'm going with Drew. So, uh, and my Eagles, I don't care who they play, they better win. They got to win. Seems like it's that time. You've been listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.